Okay, now I can see you. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hi. How are you, How's Moses? I'm very fine. How are you? How many cups of coffee you have already had today? Um, I think this is this is going to be my um, third third mug. Third. And I yeah, like this whole yeah. conversation starting with you about coffee always. I mean, uh, since like I do not really have anything else. I mean, I don't consume uh, any of those super nice and uh, you know intoxicating beverages. So <laughs> usually, like the topic of conversation about drinks is like coffee or tea with me. Or sometimes if I'm if I'm in the mood, I'll have like. Coke or something. So yeah, I remember being on tour with you, and every time we reach a new city, you would be like, "Okay, which is the best coffee uh, place we can visit?" And apparently, like the last tour we did, you named it as the Coffee Run Tour. So your I mean, it was it was I mean, yeah, it was a mutual decision, right? It wasn't like I was the only one. Like, it's not like you don't have coffee; you also do have coffee. But I started so, late, maybe, but. I think like you, I would take your opinions on coffee more than anyone else. I have been seeing oh, okay. it for a while. <laughs> well, that's good actually. You know, I I'm I'm pretty proud of the fact that I have like these things that I get into. I mean, before coffee, I had this huge. I mean, I've always had this huge tea phase where I was just like consuming insane amounts of tea, and. Uh, I think I moved on to coffee because I wanted to find something new. I guess this uh it's more to do with it's more to do with the ritual of making it rather than just the caffeine of it. I like the taste also, but you know, um it's it's you can call it some sort of a pro- like a you can call it procrastination like before I start something you're like okay before I start let's make a cup of coffee or something like that, you know. Uh, it's usually like that. So Uh, it's almost very uh, spiritual in that sense and that's that's like the that's the most spiritual i can get is just like making coffee that's it anything and, beyond that is just too much for me and you make coffee even before going to bed so <laughs> is well that I'm is pretty notorious like yeah i know like people did really, um uh, don't really like that um about me but i do and i, I surprisingly sleep really well after having my cup of coffee uh, pre pre sleep coffee yes yes absolutely is it is it something that uh, brings calmness to you that whole process of making of course i mean it's it's got to do with the is got to do with the fact that um when you when when at least i when i make coffee it's more you get to be with your thoughts um away from all the other things because usually during the day i'm always um either i'm on my laptop or i'm on my phone but when you're making coffee your hands are sort of occupied right you're not really um thinking about oh what am i doing on the door or oh what news am i reading so and in that moment you're just sort of like collecting everything and i feel it's just that and then then and then uh it's a it's also like instant gratification you do something and then like um you see the result you have something yeah. exactly precisely i think you're away from your desk that is also important i guess you're away from your desk you're you're um um you're sort of looking forward to something you're away from your desk you're by yourself you're, you you have something to look forward to right after and um and it tastes nice you know <laughs> it tastes it tastes good so it's all of that combined i feel you know um nice um yeah 
yeah the conversation with you about coffee can go on forever it can really go on yeah, yeah it can really go on yeah people see you as very eastern influenced guy in terms of your music your aesthetic and everything else that you portray on social media but they don't know that you are also into indian films you are also talking to me about uh, stuff from 1960s 1940s you know so was it always there that you were influenced by art from the past um yes and no uh in the sense that uh when you say art from the past then i'm guessing you're referring to a timeline right so i'm i'm assuming that when you say past you're talking about the 60s 70s and 80s because even the 90s are now essentially a past they're almost like 20 years ago hmm. um so, but but we still consider I, it as modern you know so the, well we are, do yep yeah there yeah. are things in terms of past uh, when we talk about being modern being modern is not about being from the 2000s you know it is also mm-hmm. about like from the 80s from 90s like the whole concept about being modern has always been there from that age but uh, i'm more uh, willing to know about what have inspired you or what exactly uh, helped you to have a concept about going back in the past further to 90s um okay i think i think what possibly happened was that i was i think two things you can you can divide into two things one was i was feeling like i was becoming a product of my times in the sense that everything that i was probably creating and everything that i was consuming started sounding very similar to what was around me and what i was listening to watching etc which is always the case right because you produce what you consume um so i really wanted to um see what i could do differently and usually when i feel this is my opinion uh, when artists go through that um phase of okay i want to innovate quote and quote um either it's purely by accident or this sort of go back and this try to see what the the forefathers if you want to call it that were doing and then bring some elements of that it you know uh elements that you possibly uh latch on to and bring them into your uh current scenario and then use it uh in a modern way that's one thing i think the other thing uh that happens which i in my cases i feel a bigger factor is i was trying to search for something that i felt i was losing in the current scenario um you could call it the times that i grew up in essentially or the kind of uh, environment that used to exist um the kind of society that used to exist perhaps so i think i was maybe searching for something something uh, a little more familiar something um a little less um of what it is around what yeah yeah i'm trying i'm trying to sort of articulated in a way that it doesn't sound really pretentious but what i'm essentially getting at is that i i wanted to see where we were back then and what was the mindset that brought us to this point you know because from from uh, the era say the the 70s 80s um to this point we've seen 
a really sort of massive peak in terms of growth in terms of art in terms of everything in terms of human development and now at this point we're going through a really terrible phase if i want to put it very uh, you know very crudely i wanted to convince myself that the idea of what uh, the the idea of the you know a society that i love wasn't a myth it actually existed that there was a time when oh these sort of things really weren't happening you know could be the could be the pandemic could be um just the amount of uh, hate that exists in society and just the amount of uh, division that exists and the turmoil and the all that despair i don't remember uh living through that during that time so i was like hmm maybe i can if i if i view yeah you know it was just that and that's the thing right because what is the best way to relive those times what do you do you look at photographs you look you listen to the music that you were listening to at that point you go watch movies that you were uh, watching during those times you possibly even um, you know you read books that were written during that time so i think it is just so that basically I, it's about like consuming art of that time which is the easiest I, form of like consumption true i mean it 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 is consuming art that time it is also just um desperation for just just desperation to consume something that is not um that is relatable what i feel that is perhaps relatable yeah maybe you know um it's in a way to in a, in a way what i'm trying to essentially get at is the fact that um what is what exists now the art the or the music that's coming out when i say art i'm talking about the entire thing movies films music etc is isn't representative of these times the art that will come say a couple of years from now will be representative of representative of these times but i am trying to find something that existed before which can sort of help me relate to what's happening right now you know what i'm saying i'm trying to bridge the gap and the really cool thing about um you know art and society essentially is things happen in cycles so what's happening right now has happened before you know mm-hmm. uh people have gone through these sort of things before as well and i wanted to see what outlook people had d- during those times and you know and was it any different was it was it less severe was it more severe all of that so i guess it's just a just trying to fill some sort of void inside of me you know um because the more the more i read uh the more articles i read the more um people i talk to the less i know just just everything becomes it's like thinking i'm just like okay this isn't certain this isn't certain this doesn't make any sense um clearly this person has told me that you know they don't know i don't know So yeah the more it's all it's almost like ignorance is bliss like if you don't know something you're way happier but the more you know about something right it just it's a it's a massive it's a massive headache and it's true i truly believe that but the thing is that i'm the kind of person uh who cannot live without knowing hmm. you know it it really it it if i if i find out something and i don't get an answer out of it i'm fine with it 
but to know that oh there's something that i'm not even trying to look at or yeah. i'm not even trying to understand that really puts me in a very weird spot i can't sleep i i just cannot stop thinking about it i need to know i really need to know in fact i wrote this one small i, I think back in 2017 maybe um back when i was just i think like uh, probably like using garage band or something i wrote this one small like beat and the lyrics to that beat essentially are i need to know i need to know everything and that's it so i think <laughs> that's always been uh this sorry this was 2017 i think i wrote this song called uh, it wasn't even a song it's a beat and my fr- friend sang on it it's, it's called sushi vlogs mm-hmm. it's on my soundcloud it's like a really old like uh, i i just sent him the chords and i think he produced he sort of like made the drums for it etc and we just put it out and it was it was during that time i started like finding myself because um before that i had a you know you're in college and you're yeah. you're fairly sheltered you're like okay cool parents are there and everything and then when you sort of like step out into the world and you're sort of confronted with so <laughs> many different things you just realize that yeah man like it's not really um a child's play essentially yeah are you into history as well like do you consume a lot of history related stuff well i i do now yes i am because i think it's the only way of understanding how we got here right um you because history is related to so many things history is related to economics and i'm an economics student so i have consumed a fair amount of history to understand um the subject of economics and how it sort of come to where it is you know you study various different um outlooks and everything and um and also history is such an essential part of art it is so important it is um if i'm not mistaken i'm going to sort of be very reductionist over here but i think english literature students in college uh what they do is they they have various different i guess um uh fields like they've got romanticism and all those sort of like different uh you know fields in, in literature and what they do is they read uh you know stuff from different times and then through those stories they interpret the history of those times you know so you can do the same thing with art essentially you can listen to a piece say uh in 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 the 90s by rage against the machine and you can you can sort of uh yeah use that as a critique of like what was probably happening in united states of america during that time you know during the bush era etc so it's i guess it's it's very uh, it's so prevalent in everything that we do you know and and if you've got a if you're sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i'm going to get super political here but like if you've got a prime minister who keeps on talking about a prime minister from the 60s and 70s every single day blaming that person I mean then you eventually go and read you know you you go and read about Nehru and you're like okay what was Nehru doing let's read about this guy you know so I I mean that's of course in jest but essentially history is I had a conversation with Rahul Ram and he told me something which clicks to me at this point of time uh doesn't yeah. matter how influenced you are from the history or art or anything yeah. you know but everyone like each one of us mm-hmm. must be informed about the past you know and yeah. that is something which uh i feel 
lot of our generation people are missing because uh, not every time we would call a friend and have a conversation about things that we are reading or we are having a conversation we we have a very small community in terms of uh, people talking the same things about the past and that is because most of us are not informed what do you think about it like is it is it something that concerns you concerns me in the sense that does it bother me yeah or does is it something you? no i don't think so personally i what i what i feel um just uh talking out of pure experience is that every single person is on a very different uh tangent um okay tangent is not the right word but they have a different journey so what i've seen eventually is that everyone sort of does go back to history at some point you know uh i was i was the kind of person who was like oh you know what screw screw what was done before let's move forward you know it doesn't matter what happened before you don't have to like worry about it like the future is ahead of us and then literally like couple of years later i'm now sort of in this renaissance phase where i'm just like you know consuming art from different sort of periods i guess it's it's a personal thing you know if i were to force someone to be like hey listen man you need to um basically like know this, what was done before yeah this. and yeah or you need to listen to this then you become a gatekeeper i think everyone should um be allowed to take their journey mm-hmm. you know that's the beauty of it that's exactly how you will be able to create something that uh is truly unique you know because if everyone's sort of consuming the same sort of thing and doing things this similar in a similar fashion mm-hmm. then you'll start seeing patterns you know you'll start seeing things that are just uh you know just sort of very redundant mm-hmm. but if you allow people to grow you know if you if you allow that buffer space i think that's the true uh in my opinion that's where innovation can really happen in my opinion you know if if i were forced to consume something that i didn't want to consume you know if i were asked to only consume 80s heavy metal mm-hmm. i would be very cross mm-hmm. i would probably not not really be very fascinated by it i still am not you know because that's not the kind of music i listen to or i enjoy yeah. but two years down the line six months down the line or like 10 years down the line maybe i'll just get really into it because i know myself now to know that what i probably don't like right now doesn't mean i will not like it later or i won't get into it later you know mm-hmm. and that's what i've realized personally so i think um, I, it I has think to be my... a personal journey i'm oh, sorry go ahead no i i was saying it ha- it's a very personal journey you know mm-hmm. uh, but I'm at not the same often, time moses yeah. what i would like to uh, ask you about is uh, we are uh, going back to the past and trying to learn from the past in order to fix the present you know fix the future and in that whole process forget about art art is just one bit of that piece which we all should be con- uh, consuming but at the end of the day to learn from the past and to even fix the present forget about the future we need a community we need people to do the same and feel the same and mm-hmm. there is a need of a bigger community who thinks alike and mm-hmm. i feel that is missing in our generation especially because mm-hmm. uh um in we talk about youth we talk about specific 
age group of people who can actually bring the change and at the same right. time we are saying let them be free to consume what they want you know so how how do you think we can build a community which would eventually be working towards the prosperity of this country or forget about the country it can be anything about climate change about um uh, about uh, gender equality or anything all the concerns that are raging against humanity at this point of time globally okay um firstly i'm going to address one thing which is uh, which was the first part of your question when you started the fact uh, with the statement that you know we're trying to create something that can change the present um a lot of people are doing that with that thought process in mind i personally am not doing that um if it happens then i'll be i'll be the most blessed person on earth but it's not a constant decision in my it constant thought in my head so i don't think i really approach it that way um secondly um coming to your question about community i think at this point in time it's the most uh powerful tool that an artist has it is the most powerful tool and i think is to generate an honest community is difficult <laughs> i mean that's just like me putting it very very plainly but it's extremely hard i i think the artists um you know a really good example for a very strong community is maybe kpop artists like bts exo i mean they their fans would die for abs- they yeah. would absolutely they would they would just you know uh you tell them that listen we want 350 million streams in one day and the fans would make it happen because they're so invested in them because you know say what you want but for these kpop acts they the hard work shows the music the visuals uh the choreography the the branding the marketing everything everything is is so well planned it's like a well oiled machine you know what i'm saying so in terms of efficiency mm-hmm. i think every artist it does again my opinion should aim for that it's very difficult to achieve because obviously those guys have like a massive team you know um in an, for an independent artist the artist is making the music also doing the <laughs> designing also booking tours also talking to the fans also uploading mm-hmm. of course that's a lot you know um but but do you take inspirations from them Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Design Absolutely. or campaigns around it, or you know, like um. Well, um, I would love to reach a stage where I can design my campaigns around the way they design it because, again, the sample size is so. Oh, yeah, not about the. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mean in terms of the reach and how uh, vastly it is expanded, but in terms of those key things that you, you know, like you can only take it when you are. very heavily invested in the whole process or in that belief because kpop right. um, we can consider it as a genre but it is more than a genre to me because it's just a universe of a belief so what i wanted to know from you is like are you invested in it in such a way that you can take home those key points and put it into your band and your project <clears throat> okay um i got into kpop purely because I had a belief and I saw these guys doing that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I saw them and I was like, "Oh, 
I would like to do this. But I always wanted to do things in a certain way, and then I found out about K-pop really long back. I mean, way before I even hit puberty or around that time. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was just like, wow, this is like, this is what I really um, could connect to, resonate with. Exactly, I connect with it. You know, I don't connect with a lot of other things in different genres. I mean. Technically, my background essentially, or when I is is was will be metal. But um, there are so many other things that I just did not connect. I do not still connect with that genre and what it you know the quote unquote rules that govern it. But with these guys, I uh, with K-pop essentially, I could see you know that oh wow, so there there you can you know do all this around the music also because you know even for me you know it really well it's music also music of course is a very important part but i have as much fun doing everything around that too yeah. you know designing the designing the sort of mood board um the artwork the fashion around it um how how we're doing the tour and the tour concepts around it you know everything the messaging behind it and i i love that and i saw these guys doing it and also like artists that i grew up on prince michael jackson uh, wham george michael um you know uh, they were doing the same thing they were you know um everything i i mean i i'm a huge fan of george michael's aesthetic i mm-hmm. and i uh, i'm sort of trying to bring that era back yeah. uh in some way in or form um so yeah i mean it's like it's that it's like, you know what i'm saying right i i i like kpop for the fact that they were doing something that i wanted to but what i wanted to is also sort of comes from me as a child growing up around a certain kind of yeah. uh art sort of you know around me mm-hmm. and uh, i think a huge role to play again would be my parents as well they are very they're very um, supportive mm-hmm. and i guess they also like similar <laughs> aesthetic styles i'm not i'm i'm being very honest it has to it has to be there somewhere you know even if it is not like blunt on your face but uh, at the same time there has to be some connection to it either exactly way. i mean i i i i wear so so many of my jewelry pieces are like my mother's she's mm-hmm. like oh you should wear this and you should wear that and, Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah. So, so you do consider style as a very important factor in terms of putting your art forward. Um th- I think of it in a way that fashion is again like a message, right? It it for me it's like a messaging. It's like what I'm feeling at that point, you know? Um sometimes you f- you feel very um um say sometimes you just feel like wearing all black which is like every day with us we keep searching <laughs> but that's not the case with me so 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 it's 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 like it's a it's an extension of my um existence and it i guess it's the same with for a lot of people but um i can tell you that people get a lot of flack for doing what they want to do mm-hmm. and i was in fact talking i think uh with my mother i believe a couple of weeks back about how when i was growing up when i was a kid i i wasn't really like the most you know i wasn't really a very macho kid 
and I would I was I was always into fashion. I always liked uh, that side of art, along with the music, of course. And I did have a pretty hard time because there were a lot of people who would say stuff, you know. And not in a way that it's really like altered my perception of what I should, but it definitely did register in my head that oh, which you still remember basically. Yeah, I do. You know, because you 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 feel like you're an outcast. You really do. And uh, but the thing with me was I I knew that okay, cool. Like I definitely don't belong in this group, that group, and everything else. I was I was sort of like just everywhere at the same time, and then. Eventually, I guess, like I just retreated into my own, and I was just like, "Oh, cool! You know what? I'm. I don't have to really pander to these people, and you know, uh, have to be best friends with everybody. I can be pleasant with everyone, and yeah. I can just do my own thing. And that's what I eventually started doing. And I got into music a lot. I just dressed the way I wanted to." I just didn't and really got, like care. You got like even more confident as time passed by. For sure, yes, um, absolutely. I guess I got a lot more confident as I went along, and a lot of people don't, you know. And I think if they're if they're watching this or listening to this, I can, I want to tell those guys specifically that. Yeah. And, and the people who are who usually hate or or you who, who usually give you flack for doing what you're doing secretly want to do that, and they feel that oh we can't do it, so we're gonna hate on this person. And you have to realize that if you truly want to be quote unquote free, whatever that means, just do what you want to do. Uh, you have already made a statement in terms of your style on stage and how you carry it forward. which is not easy for anyone to have it you know like at the end of the day it is not easy for every uh, artist to have a statement of uh, being free and what exactly like every time you watch it now i don't look into you on stage and say that okay that jacket is completely uh, different of like a color which i never imagined or anything else i would be like okay moses is there with some style you know and that's not easy to achieve at all because oh and i am not the best person to talk about it because for me it has always been black and uh, i'm sorry about uh, it, it i think i think you're bran- i think you're branching out now that we're sort of hanging out i think you're trying out different like Changed out. Like oh yeah! Do you remember the, the, few, uh, do you the mustards? New Year's uh, shopping sweater. That, that yeah, the cardigan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now definitely uh, for any style-related stuff, I always reach out to you. I am definitely trying to uh, experiment with more colors for sure. And uh, as as I mentioned, like the first step is always difficult, but after that, it just becomes a process. Like, and if anyone is holding back just to take that first step, I think like you should go ahead and just try it. You know, we never know how 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 does it go until unless we try it. And uh, Moses, you also have a, a huge level of OCD. as much as i remember because with style comes right. ocd yeah i think so you have you have uh, weird ocds of like not sharing a cup and oh uh, and weird ocds of cleanliness and everything around you know like as much as i could remember and i could remember yeah. and yeah your shoes 
that is something very important to talk about. <laughs> how does your uh, shoe shine all the time man um well firstly i i watch where i'm walking <laughs> i i watch where i'm walking firstly i try not to step in like muck and all um then i clean my shoes i guess that's what it is um <laughs> i don't know how to answer this i mean that's what it is i guess you know i just i just clean them fairly often uh, you know um again i think that's something that's uh, like that has been disciplined into us by our parents you know which is that um uh you know the first thing that people look at in a person are his shoes yeah essentially so i guess from childhood even with like school uniform etc yeah. i i studied in a convent school so yeah. you know the father essentially would make sure that you know we our shoes are clean so right. i think it's just discipline over time and with cleanliness again like everyone in my house is is a mm-hmm. cleanliness freak you know they're completely obsessed with um being very very disciplined yeah clean so i think it's just that and i guess like i maybe perhaps had some sort of a vision that in 2020 we'll have the corona <laughs> the covid scare so i guess i was always like you know washing my hands not sharing like plates and cups and yeah. consuming other people's saliva <laughs> disgusting yeah huh? it is truly very disgusting think about it man like i just i it's, <laughs> it's a i just don't know i i can't do it yeah. so i just avoid it so uh, i'm glad about the fact how we have just come to a topic which i never imagined we'll be talking about i know right we never yeah. thought we'll be discussing fashion before yeah so and i never thought i'll ever have an opportunity to even talk about fashion because like i said you know it's not something i'm ever very conscious about and it's yeah. and it's not something i think as an artist you you're always very conscious about what you're putting out in terms of your creation right so yeah. i always thought my creation is just music. music and the related things and not fashion per se so i'm very like pleasantly surprised because i didn't know i sort of thought about it so yeah. deeply you know it's a great thing and also so for sure yeah with as we keep searching even we uh, branched out to uh, making an apparel line and we have also started investing our time because it's a very i don't know it's it's it has always been music and fashion together so i think in some way or the other in some time of your life of being a musician you will always be pulled by fashion in some some ways i feel so so even we got branched out to making our own apparel line and learning how to get raw materials and designer you know something from scratch it's a yeah. it's a great it's i mean you yeah the the i don't know what it's called i think it's yeah, like the shrug, a yeah, whole yeah. yeah and i even have those boxers that you gave me which yeah. is extremely comfortable you know mm. so i think i think the correct term again not correct but like the, i think the term that you want to use is not really fashion but visuals yeah. because with with the current technology everything comes with a visual now you know mm-hmm. so everything is very um, all forms of consumption are trying to reach all five senses you know the only thing that we haven't been able to completely um 
um, achieve essentially with modern technology right now is smell and taste and i'm sure that's the next step where you can you know where you can put out music with visuals and then maybe have like a certain aroma uh, you know with that yeah, song yeah, or maybe yeah. there are some taste. artists who are already experimenting on this for instance, um, yes of uh, course but i'm right yeah sigur ross is uh, doing this whole they did in uk i guess where they made everyone lie down and use different candles with aromas and so many other things to complicate their uh, complement their music so uh, so i think like people are already experimenting it in some way yeah, i mean that that whole immersive experience i think that's the just the future right that um is um i think now people just sort of switch off when it's just one uh, dimensional art form you know yeah at least it has to be uh sight and sound that's yeah. the bare minimum then how far you can take it essentially you know of course sense of touch also would be fantastic but i think we're sort of achieving that with um at least um live doors etc but i think let's see you know that's the thing it's uh the the more you can immerse an individual the more in, you can get them to invest in your yeah. art i feel um but again these are just opinions you know I, i'm sure everyone has different takes on these things um but yeah i think i i i'm all for it i'm all for just <laughs> everything Really oh, that's nice. really nice yeah so moses uh, i won't be uh, taking further of your time uh, about politics because we have been talking about politics in such a greater context and not just about like okay this is what it is happening we are talking about uh, like you and me personally we have been talking about uh, the deeper facts and uh, the unrest that is going on how do you plan to survive in this country how do you how do you plan <laughs> how do you plan to take your art and because you just completed the crowdfunding you have an album to release you have deliverables yes. to make you have uh, to support your album you have to support your art further you know and mm-hmm. uh, same goes to me as well and we are in a very weird state of not knowing where exactly this country is going and there has a huge role being played by politics and we are the ones who are being what like dusted around you are the guinea pigs yeah and it, it's a matter of concern lamb. yeah it's a matter of concern and uh, i don't know people say that a lot of great art will be coming out after this which i'm sure it will because lot of people are expanding their thought process and they are consuming things which they would have otherwise never consumed and but at the same time it's a huge concern for you and me to sustain at what we are currently doing with the current situation of the country in terms of politics anyone any any it could be any party essentially you know when they come at, when they sort of take hold of par at the center or if they come in with a brute majority or even if they don't whoever is in charge it is the duty of the citizenry it is the duty of the media it is the duty of everybody to hold the people in par accountable so that's the check and balance you know um 
that is essential to smooth functioning that is that is precisely how even businesses work right you have a you have a maker and you have a checker someone who makes and someone who checks and then you sort of like take it forward so that you you make the process efficient but when that system starts breaking down that's when chaos ensues the thing is that with this with this whole lockdown situation with this whole covid uh, pandemic sure industries will be hit but had there been an efficient working of the the economy essentially we would have been able to bounce back quicker yeah you know it would have been faster mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had to you know fight it out for longer or be unsure and, even or be unsure about it essentially or even if you know uh, if there were policies in place to make sure that every every sort of sector is is somehow um secured secured is cushioned mm. then people can plan accordingly you know what i'm saying then the, then there is no uncertainty in place like for example if if some if you are asking me this question okay how are you going to survive i'm going to tell you deep and i don't know i really don't know and that's the answer for me is that had i gotten any sort of um you know any sort of uh, information from anybody whether it's the industry or whether it's the government in a way that okay guys okay this is what the situation is this is we're taking stock of it and this is what we plan to do this is how we you're like okay cool this is what's going to happen i'm going to plan accordingly but this is pure chaos you know you are you're essentially looking at nothing yeah absolutely uncertain and a dismal economy on top of that and you've got a government who's trying to just take power in different states by buying MLAs and stuff you know mm. which is which is which to me is absolutely laughable mm. and uh, but i mean let's be honest i mean we now know how the center functions so um whatever it's just how it is i i was reading i've gotten into this sorry what is it like at the end of the day we are left out with the only option of fighting our own way back home i guess yeah, i that's what it means to be atmanirbhar right <laughs> sort of like left to left on your own i guess but yeah it's essentially what it is you're on your own yeah. you know don't look anywhere uh, don't look at um your employer because the employer doesn't know how he or she is going to generate or how they are going to generate business so how can they sort of guarantee their employees and with uh, with our field with our sort of industry it is you know how it is right it's a it's a extremely extremely risky industry but i do want to sort of you know uh, speak about one thing i don't think you can be creative if you're if you're trying to secure a meal mm-hmm. i understand you know i understand the whole point of like a struggling artist they have like things you know you're it's fine i understand the romanticization of it but essentially if you're if you're scoundering for meals i wouldn't really suggest you know being an independent artist it's not a very wise decision to make if you have if you come from a very you know uh, if you have great savings or if you have a sort of like you know multiple avenues of income coming in 
then maybe yeah sure you can try this try your hand at being an independent musician but otherwise it's like at really stage, hard it's definitely a no i mean at, at this stage so it's extremely it's absolutely um i i i, I don't see anything mm-hmm. positive at this point to be very honest with you um and coming to the kind of art that will be created from this i i do want to quickly like mention uh, this one scientist that i've been reading um i've been reading his work a lot his name is peter turchin i think i am i i might be pronouncing his name wrong and he spoke about how there's a cycle of you know 50 years when there's this political unrest that happens purely because um you know you have a resistance and then people sort of reach a point where things are sort of balanced and then slowly and slowly more and more people get uh powerful they get more money and more and more people want to get be in control mm-hmm. and when that starts happening like there's like chaos mm-hmm. and uh, the last time it happened was in the 1970s and now it's happening in uh, 2020 which was what he predicted mm-hmm. back in 2010 in his, in one of his essays so i guess we are unfortunately the guinea pigs of this generation and uh, for sure like for the for a brief while from here on out it looks pretty um pretty sad the situation yeah. but yes the art will be great um but i don't think we're truly very we're very happy are we now deep i don't think we're really like we are secure. definitely not happy no one is happy but uh, yeah. what i strongly believe is uh, being motivated is a great thing you know at the end of the day but being smart is very very important at a stage like also, this except- and being smart comes with being very practical about your facts and being informed of the current affairs that is going on around and education is the key you know like at the end of the day had there been no twitter we would have uh, been busy with republic tv on our box and that would have made us worse you know at least we have a medium to educate ourselves in a certain way which will help us to build those facts in a very practical way but yes definitely it's a very uh, sad time as you mentioned and we can't even deny this by saying oh i am doing great by uh, uh, being regular with my meditation and yoga and evening runs and you know like i am having a great time uh, in this lockdown no we are not we have okay. uh worse things to come in terms of economy and this whole country going into turmoil in terms of uh, leadership and but at the same time as i mentioned uh we have education and that would help us to be very practical and certain our facts in a very productive way you know that's what i feel well yeah absolutely i mean i do agree with that see i i was reading a couple of uh, statistics very recently which said that less than 10% of uh the indian population essentially goes to english medium schools or knows how to mm. uh even converse in english you know and our our cabal is very is very small mm. and even amongst us there are so many people who hold very bigoted views who hold very hateful views mm. who somehow think that you know everybody uh who has come before had some 
ulterior evil motive to do the things that they did you know mm-hmm. and and they think that everything is brute force or everything is just black and white you know this mm-hmm. is wrong this is right which is exactly what the issue is mm-hmm. i've realized that while there has been a terrific growth in terms of, with social media there's also been the death of nuance Hmm. there is there is no there is no nuance anymore you can i you cannot debate about politics on social media without it going absolutely like haywire it, it derailing to the point where it's just hate speech and then you at the end that, of the day you that's one point yeah you don't even get to the results you know essentially right you know you don't you don't there is there is no uh, positive outcome you don't come out learning anything new about the other person and the other person obviously does not really know what you're trying to say and I, and i feel that's see again like i i do not i do not support that oh one sort of ideology should completely die out like i said balance and checks are extremely important and i don't belong to either ends you know i do not belong to any of the extremes uh, but that's the whole point of it is the is that nuance is dead mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're if you can show that you're this massive you know strong a uh, strongman yeah. you 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 are the hailed messiah you're the savior as the issue and i don't know why this come into place and it's not just it's not just in india it's a global phenomenon yeah and i i've tried to read about it and I, all i can sort of all that i've learned is that it's a it's a cycle and it's it's the age of the populist a uh, president or the populist prime minister which is like you know a cult mm. and but then again you know there's there's not a single empire that doesn't fall or even yeah. you know the moguls were absolutely like powerful at some point undefeated you know they've pretty they've been wiped out and, yeah these uh, are the facts that i'm talking about oh <laughs> <laughs> well you know the thing is oh well now it it comes down to what See the thing is I I can't even say that okay you know this this book or this text is right and this book or this text is wrong I think what has sort of um become the norm is that oh now there are camps do you belong to this camp or do you belong to that camp and you know it's it's that there is no there is no individual thought it doesn't exist if you if you if you question anything the camps come for you the camps are like oh you belong to this camp you belong to that camp mm-hmm. you know that thing that's i i feel that sort of made me miss or that made me want to go and find art from the 60s 70s 80s where i community where i thought yeah where i thought that maybe individual thought was more was valued more you know you could talk about really you could talk about things that are now considered absolutely blasphemous you know now you can't talk about it you're just like oh, don't do that you can't speak about those things which were earlier just very normal mm. i think it's the age of getting offended yeah everyone's getting offended you know and uh, while i understand that there are things that we've also become aware about which is stuff like inbuilt racism inbuilt you know casteism Mm. uh the way we used to speak earlier the way we used to look um our outlook towards other people you know or people from different class dif- different castes yeah um 
to to someone to me they might i i could i could say something as ignorant as oh you know caste doesn't exist but that could possibly mean i never encountered it you know yeah. but but because of the dialogues that have sort of cropped up uh lately you're made aware that oh these things have brought us to this point we should not be doing these things we should not be saying these things and even at the end of the day if you look at if you look at the most thriving of places places that are doing really well economically socially culturally they are very inclusive and very um um all encompassing places they don't they are not making people fight amongst themselves you know mm-hmm. because there when there is internal conflict there is never going to be growth right for example if you're uh if you're um if you have a gut problem you know if you have a bad stomach you can eat the the most nutritious food but it won't get absorbed the way you want it to yeah you'll always have issues with it right and that's exactly what's happening the world has a huge gut problem right now and mm. we need to fix it so that we can actually go back to being normal actually going back to being efficient mm. you know ideologies will exist everything will exist leaders will come and go but um there are leaders are like a handful but there are like millions of people that just want to go about their lives in yeah. peace in harmony uh with with three meals a day uh with their families being able to sleep comfortably at night without having to worry with about the cops coming in like putting you behind bars you know pregnant women in jail yeah um that is ridiculous i've never heard of anything like that i mean and it's not just again it's not just here it's happening around the world yeah. uh wherever there are populist leaders who are who've been who essentially are not very learned people there they don't know uh what it means to actually run a country i'm sorry but that's what i truly believe you're incompetent yeah and you refuse to accept it because it's you're you're egotistical you're absolutely arrogant and and that's one thing you can have that kind of leader but when when the people surrounding that leader also is are just yes men it's game over and we're suffering and the thing is see i can voice that i i can t- i can tell you that but they won you know in election yeah. so it's not even like i can't it's not like i'm i can say that it was illegal well the country voted so yeah. well i have to suffer the consequences too we, we can but only hope about how uh, people take back all the uh positive sides of having internet and uh, the message reaching you you know because earlier i'm sure like earlier there were problem but uh, i'm glad that something as big as where we are at this point of time has come in in a time where we have broadband and not dial up connection you know so uh definitely the message is reaching everyone i believe so it's all about a matter of time when people change for good and prioritize things more than you know uh what is happening at this point of time like at a time where there are ventilators needed in ahmedabad you know you are going and buying amlas or maybe at a time where you don't have space to bury that people you are talking about a haircut like these are our ministers which are 
doing this right. and i think like uh, that has to change and that will change with uh, people like you and me talking about it again and again maybe five well, of, i hope so yeah maybe five will listen today and maybe this yes. will spread across like 20 other people and the whole concept of uh, educating each other is finally happening with this generation so i only see uh, good things coming out uh, in the future uh, definitely in terms of society but as i mentioned it's all about like being very practical and keeping the facts very clear you know and not just being motivated motivated yeah you know now in, in today's day and age it's very easy to fabricate facts as well which is what fake news essentially is you know and it's uh, uh it's our parents fall uh fall prey to it yeah um you know it's very common and the thing is see when see you know what happened there's a thing called confirmation bias what that essentially means is when you're trying to look for something in in anything uh you will sort of connect the dots and find it you know if you're looking for a certain section of society to be blamed for something you can somehow connect it you know yeah. you can connect it in most bizarre ways that that's just my opinion of course but we are in a strange time for sure and i'm eagerly oh, waiting for time. your album because i'm sure of everything that you have spoken and the uh, light that we take from here would definitely reflect into your upcoming music and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah for uh, i'll be wait- when when do you plan to release it any well we 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 haven't really got a release date in mind but we're recording it next month mm-hmm. and we're done with the pre production of it we just need to record it. the thing is that the lockdown essentially we got um things got delayed was pushed back yeah essentially because we couldn't meet yeah. and uh, we had to sort of work remotely which is which can be a little time consuming but i think we'll record it next month we should we were looking at releasing it probably end of 2020 mm-hmm. uh let's hope things get better by then and there's nothing like you know there's not more of yeah what is what's happening you know just there's some there's some sense prevails man like even even with even with people who are doing things wrong right now you know yeah. i just hope everyone just like calms down and like yeah. thinks before doing what they're doing you know so on that yeah. on that strong note and hope and belief uh yeah. thank you moses for coming and being part of this i really had a great time in terms of completely having a conversation with you which was never expected all the best for your album and all the best thank for you and we hopefully meet very soon okay. do take good care man yeah absolutely man take care bye thanks moses bye bye yeah